Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The LA Kings roster is pretty much set, but with a few young guys set to become restricted free agents, a couple of guys going to the UFA market, who do you target on July 1st? And... Could Pierre-Luc Dubois potentially be a target for the LA Kings to trade for? Welcome back to another edition of the Edgework Offseason Plans. Today, we're going to be breaking down the LA Kings this summer. What are they going to do if you are the general manager, Rob Blake? How do you build out this team? What RFAs are you looking to bring back? Free agents that you might be targeting? And could there possibly be some trades that you might make this summer to get yourselves ready for next year? And to help us break it all down, we've got Dennis Bernstein, better known as DB. You would have seen him here last year on the Edgework channel talking about all season long, the biggest stories going on breaking down some of the betting markets you can also find him on Sirius XM NHL radio as well as the fourth period but DB how's it going today thanks for joining it's going great Zach I'm not ready to tap out and say the season's over yet so we got a couple more weeks to go I'll be a national next week but happy to roll through uh, the prospective Kings roster with you next season Fair enough. Well, let's get into that. I mean, you're talking about the season's not quite over, and it isn't as we get ourselves ready for the draft. We get ready for free agency on July 1st here. Uh, There's going to be a lot of decisions that the LA Kings are going to have to make leading up to that, and then as well after the fact. So first and foremost, we'll go through and we'll do this the exact same way that we've done each of the other ones. We're going to start with our restricted free agents. You look at some of the guys who were on this team last year, our guys who are part of this organization. Are there any restricted free agents here that are top of the list of priority for you that you want to bring back? And if you do, what kind of contracts might you be looking at for each of these guys here? Yeah, there's two players, Zach, at this point. Gabe Velarde, obviously, who had a breakthrough season, scored in the 20s. Uh, like to bring him back. My offer would be uh, $3 million AAV per year for two years. So that would take care of a, a top nine, top six player. The other kid I would like to bring back as a depth player would be Erasmus Kapari. He, I don't, you know, some people think that maybe in the future he might be the next Adrian campaign. I don't see it from an offensive standpoint, but he's a penalty killer. He'll come relatively inexpensive to help with the type cap fit. So I bring Kapari back as an RFA one year, $900,000. Okay. So is it just the two there that you'd be looking for in terms of those RFAs then that would be guys like we're looking at Zach McEwen was on that list as yeah. well. Uh, Anderson Dolan. Is there anybody there that you might be of those guys that you might be interested in? No, not at this point. I think it's a situation where they'd need to make the team or whatever, but no, these are the only two that I would be willing to bring back at this time. Okay. And now kind of, Moving on from our RFAs, uh, you're going to sign those guys, bring them back. If you're looking at Velarde, why is it that maybe you're going to go on that type of deal rather than a long-term deal or maybe looking into the trade market for a guy like him? Uh, We've seen some speculation out there or some people have thrown it around like hey this guy could be a guy that the LA Kings might use this offseason to try to bring sure. uh, bring other pieces back but you're looking at him saying hey this is a piece that we actually want here part of the organization you're bringing back on a shorter term deal yeah you know he's a homegrown player you always want to keep your own 
and he's finally emerged after moving to right wing. His confidence back, there's a joy in his game. So I'm willing to run with him a couple more seasons, just a bridge deal. And Zach, there still are bridge deals, believe it or not. So that this is where right. it would be a bridge deal. And, and Gabe produced for basically half a season. So uh, if he d- comes through and has a stellar season, if he goes to 35 or 40, you can always re-up him next season um, once he becomes one year uh, away from uh, – the end of this deal. So I'd like, I think that's favorable with player and because the track record and the body work isn't really there. It's basically one season. You don't want to reward them on a seven year deal or or an eight year deal off of one season. So just a little bit more cautious. And this organization is pretty um, conservative with respect to making deals. I think that's fair for the player and certainly fair for the organization. Did you hear something that might be getting you excited about betting on the NHL next season? Maybe you want to get into the futures markets, whether it be conferences or divisions, or you're looking to bet on the Stanley Cup. Well, Pinnacle Sportsbook is the place to do it because Pinnacle is the world's sharpest sportsbook. You can find out what professional bettors have known for decades. Pinnacle is where the best bettors play. You must be 19 plus and in Ontario, not available to customers in the U.S. So thank you to our sponsor over at Pinnacle. Make sure to go and sign up there. It is the world's sharpest sports book. So now if you look at this roster based on we've all added these guys here, we're currently looking at about $3.4 million of cap space. Your forwards are pretty much filled out but you got some holes here in terms of defense uh, a couple spots Mm -hmm. open there goaltender you're obviously looking at corpus expiring now sure if you're going to make your next move you signed your restricted free agents who might you be looking to target in the trade market would you be looking to dish off contracts would you be looking to open Mm -hmm. up space that way where would you be sending them and what kind of return would you be looking for yeah uh they have not a duplicate player, but very similar players in Alex I follow and Trevor Moore. Um, one guy's got what, a $4 million cap hit. I think Trevor's got 4.2. So because of that, I move on from Alex I follow. He's one year away from free agency. I would trade him to Nashville. Uh, they need some scores. They do have Cassidy. The other option would be a team like Detroit, who's also looking for scores. For Toronto's fourth round pick that Nashville on. So it's basically you're clearing space to make other moves that I have in mind. Mike I follow, 20 goal score. But again, because of the depth that they have now with, you know, we mentioned Velarde, you know, Kevin Fiala's on the third line. They, you could have a situation if you kept Ayafalo that he'd be on the fourth line as a $4 million a year player, and you can't really have that. So for that reason, I move on from Alex Ayafalo. Still like the player, certainly think it'll help Nashville, but because of the other needs the organization has, you got to clear that space. Okay, so effectively just a cap clearing space uh, move yep. here. You're going to open up $4 million. Uh, so we'll submit this through. Now, I'm curious. This is a trade you're going to make here to open up some money. You look at some of the forwards that you've got. You're pretty much filled out throughout the center position with this Kings mm-hmm. team going into next season. Obviously, you've got some young guys that you're kind of looking at there in Quinton Byfield yeah. sticking around. You bring back Kapari. Mm-hmm. Um one guy whose name has been thrown around and linked to the LA Kings is Pierre-Luc Dubois. I'm yep. interested in your thoughts on the Kings' interest in going out mm-hmm. and acquiring a guy like Pierre-Luc Dubois. What might that yeah. package involve going back the other way? And if you are Rob Blake yourself, you're in that position, you're in the GM's mm-hmm. chair, why is this maybe mm-hmm. a move that you don't want to make? Well, just with respect to the depth chart, I'm still playing Byfield on the left side, on the top line with Kempe and Kobitar. So he's not an option for me right now at center, and I'll, there'll be an accompanying move towards that. With respect to PLD, look, three years ago, the organization had interest in him, 
And if Kekalana wanted a futures package instead of a proven player like Patrick Lane, I believe he would have been a, a king at this point, Dubois. But you might say he has he's made two trade requests, whatever. He's played in Columbus and Winnipeg. It's not you know like they're contending teams. Here's the thing, Zach. Somebody's going to get a 30 goal, 30 assist player. Do I think it's the Kings? No, because uh, there's two sides of the coin. If you really believe that they are looking at PLD, and if you believe Elliot Friedman, which you all should, that they they may go in hard on him, you have to think there's some level of dissatisfaction with Quinton Byfield, right? or else right. You know, he, he, he's center left wing, center left wing. Uh, so so that's it. Do I think they should trade for him? I, I'm not sold that they will. Because I, I'm not sure how you make the money work if you want an extension. And I, like the guy's going to answer nine and a half million dollars. He's not going to get it. But even at seven or you know, Fiala's at seven point eight. If he's going to play $800 million, I, I can't find the money to do that. The trade, though, if they were able to do some cap economics and some gymnastics, it, you're looking at probably two possible deals. Byfield would be the top of one, and probably Velarde would be the other. Because remember, if you're trading PLD, Shifley's going to leave. You need center play. And even though I don't think Byfield's a center right now, fine. Velarde failed as a center in this league, as a 2C. So to send him back to right. center in Winnipeg, maybe that works but certainly a goal scorer. The other guy that I think would be in deal would be Sean Dursey, another guy who creates offense, who I like on their third pair. I think he could have a really good season in Los Angeles as a third-pair defenseman. Um, that would be the, the, the look. You might have to throw in a, you know, maybe a, a third-round pick or something like that. But, again, because PLD isn't going to op be open to having trade requests for 20 teams, it's going to re reduce the term, the return, because these teams know that they're not competing against seven or eight players. A really good player right. – um, I, I, look, here's the thing. If you do trade for him, here's the argument for Zach. I'll close with this. Kopitar, PLD, um, uh, the node down the middle. That can win you a lot of games, possibly get you a, to a cup final with that strength down the middle. So I see the reasons for. I see the reasons against. I just think it's too pricey for this team at this time to make that deal for PLD. I think they, they'd rather go with Velarde and try to get something out of Byfield this season. All right, fair enough. Uh, so now currently with the IFLO deal, he's out of the picture. You've opened up another $4 million of cap space, currently sitting at 7.43 here now. Are there any other trades that you're going to make, or are we moving on to the free agent market? No, we're moving on to free agency. I'm not I'm not trader Rob this time around. So as much as I like <laughs> okay. to, to make a big trade for this team, I just don't see the path towards it. Okay, makes sense. So Free agent market, there's a couple of guys who are expiring from this team right now. We look at Alex Edler, 37-year-old mm -hmm. left defenseman. Jonas Corposalo, 29-year-old goaltender. He was acquired at the deadline there by the Kings. Are either of these guys that you'd have interest in bringing back next season? No. I think Alex Edler's played his last game in the NHL. Uh, Corposalo, look, he saved their season. He came in and played rock solid down the stretch. What I didn't like about Corpusella was his playoffs. And I keep going back to game four in Los Angeles, Kings up 2-1. And uh, Kane's goal beats him late to tie the game at four. And then Zach Kyman's game winner went right through his elbow. 5-4, you lose, and you want to go to lose the series. Just wasn't good enough for me. So I'm going to move on from both those players. don't think Edler's going to play again in Corpusella. Again, thank him for his service during the regular season, but it was not the goaltender that he needed in the playoffs. Okay, so there's a couple moves that we've alluded to throughout this. You kind of talked about where you might slot uh, Byfield in into this lineup going into next season. I mentioned the fact that you're opening up on defense. You've got a couple spaces available there. And now, obviously, you've got a goaltending position available. So you go into this offseason, July 1st. 
Who is mm-hmm. the first player's agent that you're calling to bring to the LA Kings to start filling in some of these spots on the team for next season? Well, hmm. the first one would probably be the goaltender. And if you go back a few weeks, you'll see that Mike Buckley was named goaltending coach here in Los Angeles. Mike Buckley previously coached in Pittsburgh for an unrestricted free agent, uh, Tristan Jarry. So because of that, I think they'd offer Kristen. I would offer Tristan Jerry $3 million per. I know it's a little bit of a tick down from what he's making before, but, you know, then things didn't end great in Pittsburgh. Uh, $6 million over two, three, eight, three-year AAV uh, to get the second goaltender they need in net for next season. So you're going to sign your goaltender there, Tristan Jerry, $3 million, uh, two-year deal. Now, that is obviously, like you mentioned, a little bit of step down 3.5 from last year. But uh, yes, with the fact that he didn't have the greatest season in Pittsburgh, I think that this makes sense yeah. here as well. So Tristan Jari locked in on your three uh, on $3 million AAV. You go down now again to 4.436. What is the next UFA signing that you're looking to target? This team needs size somewhere, anywhere. And there's not a, probably a bigger center to sign who played well against them in the playoffs than Nick Bukestad. Um would, would sign him for $1.5 million for one year. Uh, he could play the 3C. He could play the 4C. He's certainly going to be a presence on the penalty kill with respect to his size. That would be the type of player who impressed me. He could be a great depth add and add some size to this team. Um, so that would be the second uh, free agent uh, signing I would have. Okay, so adding that in, you're now down to 2.936. You've got a roster size of 20 currently. Who else do you go and acquire this offseason? Okay, I'm not acquiring. I'm just moving players up. So okay. I would have, let's see, um, Brant Clark and uh, Jordan Spence would be on my right side to fill out the right side. So that's what um, uh, that's what I would uh, be bringing up on the right side. And then because people always brag about the King's death, I'd also add another Ford to get the 14 Fords. Hopefully Alex Turcotte is healthy this season for training camp and makes the team as the 14th forward. So that's what I have. So your extra, your extra defenseman would be Jordan Spence. Your extra forwards would be Rasmus Kapari, who we signed to a one-year deal, and Alex Turcotte, who's still on his, uh, his entry-level deal. Okay, and now how do we go about shaping up this lineup next year? What is your ideal day one Kings lineup in terms of lines one through four of the forwards now? Sure thing. Byfield, Kopitar, Kempe, line one. More to know Victor Arvidsson. I'm not trading Arvidsson, even though he's in his walk here. Second line. Third line could be really special if Velarde and Fiala stay healthy. Centered by Blake Lazat. You could flip Nick Bukestak. Your fourth line would be bringing back Carl Grunstrom, uh, Bukestak, and Arthur Kaliev, who got injured, who got scratched in the playoffs, but still has a presence on the power play. Those are my uh, one through four forwards going into the regular season. All right, so there we go. Is that pretty much where we're at on the uh, the forwards there, the forward roster? Yes, that's yeah. And then we'd have Turcotte and Kapari as extras. And now going into the defense, is your are you kind of keeping it as is, and you got Jordan Spence here as the extra? There's no real moves uh, otherwise in terms of pairings or anything. Yeah, the big move Zach was getting Gavrikov back. They had to do that, right. and so they got that. So your top four is going to stay the same. Just so in the playoffs, Anderson, Dowdy, Gavrikov, Roy. Um, my third pair could be will, will be an exciting pair if it comes to fruition. Yes. Sean Dursey and Brant Clark, and then Jordan Spence would be your seven. If Brant, it's a little too much for Brant in the beginning of the season. You could flip Jordan Spence to the right side. Dursey's a right shot that plays left. So those are my seven defensemen. So 
not really swinging big for veteran presence other than Nick Busack, but sure. uh, going for youth on the back line and also was you know, my uh, my bottom six. For sure. There you go. So now it finishes off. You got $359,000 remaining of cap space. Max out the roster size. I like the look of this new, uh, this LA Kings team going into next season. But Dennis, you finish this off. You go finish your off season here. What are reasonable expectations for the LA Kings yeah. next year? What do you kind of see them uh, tracking towards maybe in terms of regular season? And then obviously their goal, everybody's goal at this point would be Stanley Cup. But where do you kind of yeah. see them and what do they consider a success for next year? They weren't far from the top of the division from Vegas. That one. Now I'm not saying the Vegas Golden Knights because their different their defense looks very different. But going in, you got to win the division, right? That's the first one because you made the playoffs back to back seasons, right? Now you're you're hoping to get more from a Quinton Byfield, and they had their offense really improved Zach. and they had guys out like Velarde, like Moore, like I follow. They had four forwards and uh, and uh, Fiala that missed 20 games. They're really good. They're a very good offensive team. They have to do some more work on defense, and they have to hope if it's not Tristan Jari, maybe it's a Freddie Anderson. They need to go find that other goaltender. But I thought going into the playoffs, they had a legit shot of getting out of the West, right, if they had beat Edmonton. Um, that's goal one, Zach, to beat Edmonton. You're probably going to play Edmonton again in the playoffs. Is this roster good enough to beat it? I think with an upgrade in in net, uh, with a little bit more physical presence of Nick Brutstadt, I, I think they could do that. So the expectation should be playoffs, win the division, and then take your chances in the playoffs because, Zach, who knew? Florida Panthers. Anybody have them picking to, win, to go to the cup final in March? No way. So I like this team. It was a you know 100-point team. Um, it should improve if they get a little bit more. And, again, the key is going to be byfield. If they can get him to the 15-20 goal plateau, they're going to be a dangerous offensive team. Do they have enough on defense and goaltending? I think that's the key question going into the season again. All right. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what the LA Kings do this offseason. DB, I know you're going to be down there in Nashville covering the draft. I'm sure you're going to have a really, really difficult time uh, enjoying yourself and having fun down there. But uh, hopefully you enjoy that. We wish you all the best this season. Thank you so much for doing this. If you want to see more of DB's content, you can find him on Sirius XM NHL radio, as well as checking him out on the fourth period. But DB, thank you very much. Enjoy Nashville, and uh, hopefully we see some of these LA King's moves come to fruition this summer. <laughs> the struggle's real, Zach. <laughs> See you from Nashville. Cheers. Thanks to DB for hopping on here to break down the LA Kings 2023 offseason and discuss what they might do going into next year. If you enjoyed the content here today, please make sure to smash that like button. You can also subscribe here to the channel and turn on notifications so you get notified every single time we go live during the regular season as well as when more videos just like this one come out for the remainder of the offseason, breaking everything down. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Let us know in the comments below your thoughts on DB's LA Kings offseason moves. We look forward to hearing them. We'll see you guys throughout the rest of the summer.